0: Good morning, beautiful people. I'm Jamie Filer personal trainer and self-development coach. Welcome to your Monday morning mindset shift, where I'm going to teach you how to take what you're thinking and make it better. The glass is always half full, my friends. Today's shift is this. Coach, I feel like I'm failing. I hear this word a lot. I'm failing. I'm failing my wife. I'm failing the program. I'm failing myself, right? I'm failing my goals. So I think it's really important to define what exactly... You think failure failure means? Um, because truthfully it's very it's both subjective and objective, right? So why don't we come up with definitions, right? like a contract We want we want terms and conditions of failure. We want exactly an objective definition of failure. so we don't just throw that word out like I failed this and I failed that. No no, no, it's so much it's so much bigger than that. So Monday morning mindset shift, right? This is what I call my podcast. And uh, it's it's not very big. I don't advertise it at all. So even one of my clients this past week, they said, I didn't even know you had a podcast. And this was a client, right? So I could define, I get like 50 downloads a week, maybe if I'm lucky. So again, this is one of those, if I compared myself to other people, Right. I listen to sports performance, exercise fizz, mindset podcasts that get upwards of like a hundred thousand downloads a week. Have I failed? Maybe. But what if I think, what if you didn't even start a podcast? And what if you never got your message out there? To me, that would be the bigger failure. Right. So, absolute terms versus relative terms is definitely one way of talking about failure. Right. So clients come to me, right? They end up shifting their paradigms. Again, this is another one. Uh, They think differently now. They talk to themselves differently, but the scale hasn't changed. So there are some people who are losing weight but still get anxious. Who's failed? Which one of these camps have failed? And I'm sure you guys are hearing these examples and you're like, neither, because these people are making physical progress and these people are making psychological, emotional, spiritual progress. So no one's failed. So if you can hear that, if you can see that when I give you those two examples, then is anyone in this room actually failing? Right? Failure doesn't have anything to do with your intrinsic value as a person. Okay, this is point number one I wanna make. Okay, before, again, before we even define what failure is, failure doesn't have anything to do with your intrinsic value as a person. If you were five out of seven with your macros, or I guess from a mathematical perspective, a three out of seven would be below 50%, right? So that's a fail. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you failed the program. It doesn't mean that you're a shitty wife. It just means you were three out of five, three out of seven with your macros, right? Think of this in terms of agreement number two, right? Everything in life comes back to agreement number two. Don't take anything personally. Don't take the fact that you were unable to follow your macros as I am a bad athlete. I am unworthy of this program, right? Sometimes circumstances beyond your control, like a migraine, like travel, like something else coming into your orbit, right? It prevents you from executing at a hundred percent. That doesn't decrease your internal worth, your, 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 um, your ability to follow macros, get in workouts, even, uh, do your honeydew list, right? That Should not define who you are as a person. Something you did or did not do didn't work, but who you still are works. There are also, oops, failures in problem solving, right? So this is an explanation I came up with last year in trying to explain why not meeting your macros isn't a failure, okay? Failure isn't your inability to, to complete or perform a task. It is your inability to solve a problem, right? Think of it this way. This takes the emotion out of it, right? It's about, oh, it's a way of thinking that we need to redirect. If you went on vacation, and I know that I'm always coming back to the fitness stuff, but I'm sure you can think of other ways this applies in your life, but consider fitness a metaphor. Okay, you went on vacation, no macros were followed. Okay. Again, doesn't make you a bad person, doesn't make you a bad athlete, doesn't mean you failed the program. It means the the problem of how to track macros on vacation was not solved. That's it, right? You tried to do something with your left brain, it didn't work. Okay, let's use your right brain. Okay. If I give a client tough love, but what they needed was cheerleading. and as a result, they couldn't hear what I was saying. I was I was talking to them in the wrong love language. And then they couldn't execute. It's a failure on my part to solve the problem of how to communicate with the client. It is not my failure as a coach. I didn't lose I didn't lose the client because I'm a shitty coach. No. I have to solve the problem of how each of you need to be communicated and spoken to, right? That's my needing a different way to solve the problem of getting through to you. No failure has taken place. It is just cool. Let's pivot. Let's figure out what problem needs to be solved. Nobody has failed. So always think this point summary, always think in terms of what problem needs to be solved. That's it. All right, so you don't actually have to give me examples. Here's another one, okay? You go camping for a week. Again, you come back two pounds heavier. You think you've failed, okay? Because of what the scale says. Again, we're not talking about compliance. We're talking about the scale, right? The two pounds wasn't the failure. It was maybe we didn't pack our snacks. Maybe we didn't move as much as we could have. Maybe you didn't talk yourself out of drinking alcohol every night. If we failed, it was in the process, right? It's all about the action steps. It has nothing to do with the emotion. That's an example of the the I have not solved solved the problem versus I am a bad person. I am an incapable athlete, okay, so we are taking all of the responsibility off yourself. I don't i I hesitate to use cheating uh, on your significant other as an example, because it's just, it's awful and heartbreaking. But if we were to expand and extrapolate to that example, sure, there are problems and we, everyone cheats for different reasons, but even cheating doesn't necessarily mean you're an awful person. I will be the first to raise my hand and said, I've done it. My gosh, I've done it. And should I have solved or healed whatever was going on inside of me? Of course, right? Because I've hurt almost three people in the process now. But what I should have done after the first time was solve the problem of how to keep it in my pants, right? That's it. That was the problem. I couldn't control my urge. Think of it, right? So I'm sex addiction, gambling addiction, food addiction. You can't stop yourself from doing something. So we solve the problem. And then we can heal whatever's going on inside, right? The feeling of inadequacy that I felt that I I needed to get validation elsewhere. So it comes back to the behavior that you did that made you think that you failed. Go back to the problem you were trying to solve. My cheating was the failure to solve a problem related to my self-worth. So every time you think that you're not doing something correctly, go back to what was I trying to solve in that moment? What did I think I was doing? Again, people who who eat to fill a void, right? They're emotional eating, they get broken up with, they turn to Ben and Jerry's. The failure isn't in the program. The failure is in to solve the problem of what can heal your heart if not for food. That being said. This does not get you off the hook, friends, right? Okay, you gain the the two pounds. I'm telling you not to be too hard on yourself. Cool, cool, cool. All we have to do is figure out how to bring healthier snacks when you go camping, okay? But my kindness doesn't get you off the hook because what I am still telling you to do, what you are still on the hook for is not gaining it the next time. I don't want you to miss twice. Every single individual in this room is so brilliant. And so capable. I know what all of you do for work. I know what all of you do for fun, right? You guys are absolutely incredible. The brain power in this group is mind-blowing. So if you do the same thing twice without solving the problem the second time, now you're just making choices, right? The reason I like, it's, it's, game's clear the guy who wrote Atomic Habits, who said, never miss twice. And the reason I love it is because as soon as you solve a problem once, I consider you putting that resource or that tool in your like Batman inspector gadget tool belt. And then when you start to recognize a pattern happen again, you can stop yourself because all you have to do is pull out the tool. Right. So again, this comes back to as soon as I've solved a problem, right? As soon as you've done long division, you understand the process. So as soon as you, I don't know, catch yourself, emotional eating, and you're like, it's solving the problem of my hurt in my heart, what is a tool that you can pull out of your belt to get the hurt to heal, okay? Once you solve this, the skill set will be in your mind for the next time this happens because it will inevitably happen again. So what is failure? Failure is the dead end of a habit path. You've just, there's nothing else you feel like you can do, but it thus means it is the impetus that forces a new way of doing something, right? Again, if you were unable to solve the problem of emotional eating and it ended with Ben and Jerry's, it forces you to think of a new way of doing things. What else can we do? Can we journal? Can we go for a walk? Can we call a friend? What's the plan? It forces you to break habits that weren't serving you or solving the right problems. Great quote. You have no responsibility to live up to what other people think you ought to accomplish. I have no responsibility to be like they expect me to be. It's their mistake, not my failing. Another piece of advice, don't let other people tell you when you're failing. Another other piece of advice, and this comes from me personally, I never think you're failing. Right? I get this all the time. Coach, I don't want to waste your time. Coach, I feel like I'm failing you. And what is always my response? I'm sorry, have I made you feel like that? No, okay. So why are you projecting that on me? Because that's not fair to either of us. Because now I'm the bad guy, even though I've never made you feel like the bad guy, but also you're playing this shame game. Five out of seven macros isn't good or bad until you assign it a value of good or bad. That's it. If your boss gives you constructive criticism, number one, don't take it personally. Number two, see it, as a, see it as a way to solve a problem differently. Number three, it is not your responsibility to live up to what other people think you ought to accomplish. You're on your own journey, right? I got as far as I have because I thought my mom wanted me to live up to this bar, But as soon as I got rid of the bar, I skyrocketed because it wasn't just about reaching the bar. My mom set; it was about getting rid of her freaking bar completely and setting an entirely new trajectory for the course of my life. Imagine what happens when you remove the bar, your boss sets for you, your significant other sets for you, a parent or grandparent has set for you. That is their mistake if you didn't live up to it, not your failing. It means that that path wasn't right for you. So what can we do about it? Number one, change your language, right? Imagine you were to start thinking to yourself, I am not a worthwhile person because I perform well at work. I am a worthwhile person whether or not I succeed at work, right? Work is just something you do. That's it. Or I am still a worthwhile person while I search for a job. I just haven't found the right one yet. Same thing if you're in a relationship and looking and you feel like you keep kissing frogs. It's them. You're still a worthwhile person, right? If you believed this new way of thinking, you'll still be focused on the project and concerned about the outcome but free of the crippling anxiety about nailing it. So it is important to note that the more we value something, the harder it is to change that way of thinking, right? That job is so important to us. Finding a significant other is so important to us. But high intention, low attachment, right? Right? I talk about this. Uh, I, I know that I brought this up. Example, every time I go into a call with a prospective client, I certainly hope they join the team, right? Another opportunity for me to change a life, another opportunity for people to see how awesome it is to bring like your mind, body, and soul together. But if they say no, because significant other is not on board. Finances aren't in order. Uh, they just don't think they're compatible with me. Low attachment. I certainly hope they do. But if they don't, it's OK. I hope they find something that works for them. Number two, rate your behavior. Okay, we all wear different hats. We are moms or dog moms. We are significant others. We are friends. We are daughters, right? All of the different hats you wear, okay? Give yourself credit. That's a lot of hats. If you're wearing more than two hats, that's a lot of hats. So be sure to include all of the different roles you have in your family, professional life, community, right? This will help prevent narrow, unhelpful thinking. There are times where a client will leave, and even I am guilty of taking it personally, but I remember, it's going to sound silly, but like, I'm a really good wife. I can just switch my hats, and it's a really good way of that quick dopamine hit. Like, oh, am I still married? Okay, (laughs) okay. I can't be a completely awful person. I just wasn't the right coach for that individual, right? Hey, do my dogs still get excited when I come home? Awesome. I'm not an awful dog owner, okay? It puts me in a much better place, a stronger place, a more confident place to digest criticism and examine personal weaknesses, Think about that for a second, right? Like if somebody, your boss or your significant other gives you feedback and they're like, why do I feel like you're distracted when I'm talking to you? If Katie were to say that to me, I would be like, huh, I genuinely wonder if anyone else in my life feels like I'm distracted when I'm listening to them. This is so helpful, right? So rate yourself, rate yourself as a, as a, as a wife, or as a daughter, as a friend, as an employee, as an employer, right? And then think about what areas of your life, like if you're a four wife, but a 10 employee, what can we move from the employee hat to the wife hat that might make you a better significant other? All right, your homework, some thoughts, you don't have to answer, but you absolutely could, if this uh, gave you food for thought. Number one, Going forward, how will you choose to see failure? How will you define it? What relationship would you like to have with what you consider as failing? Another way of saying that is like, well, the answer is I'd like to see myself as being a problem solver. That's the relationship I want to see as that's the relationship I want to have with what I consider failing as an opportunity to just solve problems better and Number three, going into your different hats and how you would rate yourself out of 10, how would this be beneficial in attaining your goals of being a 10 with all of the hats that you wear? And that's your Monday morning mindset shift. I appreciate you listening. If you loved what you heard, subscribe, like, share, and tag me in stories about this podcast. I'll share back. Until next time, the glass is always half full, my friends.